Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. So this week's lesson of the week, um, I am currently reading a book called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And there's a passage that stood out to me. It states, there's a biblical story where Jesus says, we can build our house on sand or we can build it on rock. A house is our emotional stability. When it is built on sand, then the winds and rain can tear it down. One disappointing phone call and we crumble. One storm and the house falls down. When our house is built on rock, then it is sturdy and strong and the storms can't destroy it. We are not so vulnerable to life's passing dramas. Our stability rests on something more enduring than the current weather, something permanent and strong. We are depending on God. So on that, that is my lesson of the week. I learned that Things are going to happen that are out of your control, whether at work, whether in a relationship, whether whatever it may be. Just make sure that your house, your emotional stability is built on rock and not sand. And with that being said, we will get into this week's guest. This week's guest was born and raised in Brooklyn. He is a 28-year-old cultural curator and alumni of Bucknell University, where he plays Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity mm-hmm. Incorporated. Mm-hmm. As the senior marketing manager at Brooklyn Museum, he is tasked with increasing visitation and attendance to the institution, exhibition, and events. One of the most known events that he works on is the David Bowie exhibition, along with Spotify, uh, which if you didn't see it all over the press, it was everywhere. It was a <laughs> very huge for, uh, for him and for us and for music lovers who love David Bowie. Um, Back in 2012, he founded the Culture LP, a cultural guide and arts consultancy for New York City's creatives, which he still operates today, which they've had events like Future Noir and Never Sleep. Yay, hey, yeah, I've been, you know, I'm so poor. I do my research, I'm so poor, okay. Uh, but as a fellow Bucknellian as well, I would love to welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast, Michael Tong. Yeah. Yo, that was amazing. Yay. I feel like I got the red carpet out here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, it's thank a pleasure you. to be here. Yay. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy. Be at home. <laughs> to be home. <laughs> to be back, right? right? Like, whew, can you imagine when we was in college? Ooh, no. and now... No, I cannot. I mean, growth. I could, but growth. 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 I watched that show. I just seen the meme. Oh, what, Insecure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my goodness. But I usually Correct. like to start out um, the podcast asking my guest, what is your deepest fear? Yeah. Um, yeah, when you sent that email, I was like, oh, shit. That's how we get, that's how we get down to it. Um, for me, uh, it really roots in wanting to make sure... It's about legacy for me, right? And the right. fear is... Um, not carrying out what I think has been laid out in front of me. My folks went through a lot to have me, like physically. I was, you know, and for me to make it, so to speak, I think that um, there's a lot of pressure. It's nothing that they've put on me and said, right. like, Mike, you got to hold it down. You got to be this. But I am an only child. Um, and they did go through a lot to, to bring me to this earth. So I, my biggest fear is not realizing that potential or, you know, carrying out said legacy and being a boy, you know, as a son, you're supposed to carry on his name and mm. all these things. So I just feel like 
um, the fear of roots and not living up to that full potential. And it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm realizing that I need to let go of on a regular mm. basis and kind of just be happy with existing and know that, you know, what I have going on or what I've done so far is enough. But that is a fear and an anxiety, I think, that kind of creeps up often. Yeah, know? are there, do you feel, was there a particular incident in your life that triggered this fear or um, outside factors that may also heighten it at times? Um, I mean, I would say it's kind of double-edged in the sense that, you know, so last summer I did lose my father and that in itself, you know, I, I was, you know, he was like my biggest cheerleader, right? Mm-hmm. He was always, you know, like always rooting me on, super vocal about being happy for me and, and the things that are going on. Yeah. And, and I, people always say, oh, you're making him so proud, you're making him so proud. But what happens today that like you're not making him proud? You know, like what we're in those times when, you know, you should be doing better or acting in a certain light. So I wouldn't say there's a certain aspect, but that incident has kind of magnified that pressure mm. in a way, you know. Um, and it's funny, we make jokes about being like the only child until you're really dealing with some like real life adult shit as an only child. You're like, oh, okay. This has other implications. Yeah. Well, know? how is that for you, if you don't mind me asking, how is it for you being an only child and dealing mm-hmm. with the loss of a parent? Yeah. How did that impact um, your your life? Yeah. Um, it really it really made me realize one, uh, it was a very vulnerable moment, you know. Uh, it was that was the weakest I think I've ever been. Um, and it kinda just shows you how it shows you how um fragile mm. this this life can be um and to get if we're gonna we can go there but like I, I literally saw him take his last breath you know so it, i had this moment of like mortality like oh shit like you know that wow that happened i saw i felt that um so it's kind of put me in a space where i don't i don't i try not to get i don't fuss over things as much right it's not as heavy it doesn't really matter yeah um it's not it's a lot of things are inconsequential we get caught up we were just talking about it earlier about yeah. you know uh how social media is so fucking addictive it's like none of that shit really matters none of it matters you know and losing a parent kind of puts that all in perspective um but especially when you have to deal with like paperwork or you know uh funeral arrangements yeah. things of that nature and you are the only child so you know, yes, you have family and you have friends that are grieving and supporting with you, you know, supporting you. But at the same time, you're the only one in that situation. So it 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 kind of was like a full circle moment. Like, you know, yeah. you're used to doing things on your own coming up. But now you're literally doing things on your own. And it was a very adult. It was like it was adulting one on one for real. Yeah. You know? um, but I think I'm stronger for it. Um, you know, I'm definitely taking care of myself, so to speak. And uh I see him everywhere. I feel him everywhere. Yeah. So it's it's giving me a new sense of strength too. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, absolutely. I wanted to um, also ask you. Now, I mean, that happened um, a year ago, and I know that we talked about mm-hmm. uh, therapy. Yep. Um, how has uh, therapy impacted your life as well, and and why did you seek that as yeah. um, something that you wanted to bring into your life? Um. It was kind of getting mandatory, right? There was, mm. it was, I was going through it on a regular basis, and it was getting to the point where, you know, uh, me and my lady, me and Danielle, we would talk, and like I might, I might break down, you know, a few minutes after. It could be an inconsequential discussion, and right. I'm just like so fragile, um, and it got to the point where it's like, all right, like we know, I know you're upset, I know you're going through it, but it's like, but what are you gonna do about it? You know, and it comes to this point where. You know, I think a lot of times we keep putting our feelings and our emotions on the back burner, and there's only so long you could do that. 
<laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, I really was at, I would say, a breaking point. And um, so uh, luckily a colleague had actually recommended uh, a clinic, I guess, or whatever, whatever yeah. have you. And um, I just started going. And it, it's been it's been really helpful. I don't even think that it's necessarily even the most ideal situation. A lot of people always get caught up in like, oh, it's not the right therapist or this, that, and the third. Right. But honestly, just to have someone to talk to that is not involved in your situation that doesn't have a bias or you know isn't really caught up in your life at all to just talk to about shit is is it's great it's, it's such a lift off your shoulders there'll be weeks that i want to go i'm like oh, i don't feel like going it's in midtown i work right. in brooklyn i'm not really trying to go over the bridge if i don't have to but anytime every time i go i never regret it it's like going to the gym you know what i mean it's like meditating oh. it's like you never like you never regret it you might you might not really want to get into it or really do it at that time, but after it's over, you're always you're always like, damn, I'm glad, I'm glad I pulled up or I'm yeah. glad I made that happen. But it's been it's been super helpful. It's put me in a space where I feel a lot healthier. Definitely feel like I'm making progress, um, and also to not rush things, you know, yeah, it brings a lot of levity to that kind of situation. And speaking of not rushing things, um, you have your career. I mean, just to shift gears a little bit, your career trajectory has shifted. Yeah. Over over time, you know, starting in the financial industry, uh, going into more of the kind of ad agency startup world, and now you're where your your passion is, mm-hmm. um, which is arts marketing and, and cultural experiences. Um, what has that process? Process of those shifts in your life, yeah. not just from a you know we talked about the the. Um, suffering a loss and the impact of that on your life but now the trajectory of the shifts in your life that have happened as you have grow you know grown up you know yeah. in in brooklyn um it's funny yeah your podcast title is perfect for like what that path looked like um, <laughs> i had started at jp morgan after interning there while still at bucknell still at undergrad and I started there, and I was like, this is just not it. This is not for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but while I was there, instead of... A lot of times we get caught up in complaining and wishing shoulda, woulda, coulda, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I knew I wanted to try my hand in marketing. So I just started trying to get involved in more marketing-esque projects in the department that I was in, right? And that, that helped out a lot because it let me kind of finesse my resume just enough and then, you know, uh, my brother Arenze, I think who you know, actually let me know about a job at an agency. Yeah. Um, he was really surprised when he asked me. He's like, you know anybody looking to get into advertising or looking for a job? I was like, yeah, bro, myself. I, <laughs> I, I need that job. He's like, you sure? But the fear part comes in, you know, taking a pay cut, switching industries, walking out on a limb, right? Um, going to this agency, they go bankrupt <laughs> two months after I get there. I'm talking about like lawyers and suits and security with your check, your flash check and your benefit package in a box <laughs> like, on 9/11, but you know not on not on not 9/11, on that 9/11, on September 11. <laughs> right. Um, my homie Alexis, who's a fire DJ, actually classic new wave. She, um, we we were both media assistants together, <laughs> and we we're like, what? <laughs> she had moved up here from Tennessee. She's like from uh, from Nashville. She's like, what? Like what? This is the, this is your last check. We literally, I will never forget. We went to the straight to the bank because we didn't think that they would actually have money in the bank for our checks, <laughs> like to clear. So we and like, you know what's crazy? Like, I think that that like, that particular wild. agency is still around now. Like I don't know how they bounced back, but now they're like that that first one. 
Oh wait, I'm thinking the no, the so other that one. That one is gone. KSL that Media one is, is gone. That, that one is gone. That one is gone. I'm thinking the other one because that was fucking crazy. <laughs> Like, that was nuts. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, but that it showed it was a like I'm glad I took that leap because it showed me enough that that was the skill set I wanted to you know kind of learn and acquire and push mm-hmm. more, and that was the space I I wanted to be in at the time. Um, but then I was at you know uh, Kara and Dentsu Aegis, a couple a couple of like media agencies there, um, before getting into more of a creative agency at Giant Spoon. But all of it was still related to communication strategy, yeah. marketing projects, negotiating media deals and stuff like that, which is what I've always wanted to do for the arts. You know, I always wanted to do that for visual artists and support them and, and kind of show them the way that big brands can think and, and strategize about who they want to reach. I think visual artists, if they don't want to do it themselves, they should also be thinking about those things, especially this hyper connected <laughs> digital landscape, so to speak. Um, it's just something to think about, but it's a. Uh, but yeah, so it's been quite the journey. But the, I feel like everything's built on it. Each step kind of built on the next one. You know, yeah. it was never... When you looked at it in a vacuum, it's like, what the fuck is this kid doing? You know? But now looking back, it's like, oh, I use all those skills today. I don't regret, yeah. I don't, I don't regret any of those roles um, or any of those positions. I don't regret doing physical securities at J.P. Morgan because it showed me like what process management looks like, and I work at I work in places now where people don't know what process looks like. Oh Jesus, know? talk so about we, it. We don't have to talk about it. Cause <laughs> cause, uh, so we don't have to go too into right. We don't got to go too in depth into it, yeah. but I think it's important yeah. for people who may be listening who are trying to shift gears, mm-hmm. right? To, to take those leaps and sh- make those shifts in their career where you may be on one track and you want to go on a complete different track yeah. and what does that look like? But you even saying just like knowing and taping and taking that leap of faith and then just rolling with the punches from yeah. there, right? And trusting, yeah. trusting the process per se. As ugly as it gets. <laughs> as <laughs> ugly as it's going to get. I mean, I think the best thing, I got advice before, when I was still in school or going into school it's like just don't pick a major just do do what you're what you like see what you're good at and just keep chasing that you know like going undecided and that's kind of how i've maneuvered in my professional life it's like all right what do i like about this let me try to do as many projects around this thing that i like i've, I've definitely had reviews where like mike doesn't do this this this, this <laughs> but he's really great at this thing and i'm like well let me do that thing. Stop trying to make me good at shit I don't like. Right. <laughs> you know? So, and then you'll, you'll find yourself just surrounded by the things that you actually enjoy and that you, you know, people will compensate you for it, which is dope. Yeah, I think that's very important too. Like, skill sets, those reviews, those conversations, and being like, you as an individual identifying that you know that you're good at these things and that you right. like these things. And you're like, I don't really care about the other noise. Let me just focus on those things. <laughs> right. A lot of people don't know how to you know, identify that. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and yeah. I'm just trying to perform. Performing yeah. and actually yeah. loving what you do are yeah. two, two completely different things. Right. And you've been able to really chart your own or be the captain of your own ship and, and chart chart your way to where you want it to be. I remember uh, me and Mike used to be neighbors, but right. I remember we were like down here and um, living room and you were telling me when you were interviewing for Brooklyn Music and I was like, no, yeah. you're going to get it. You, I was yeah. like, like, no, it's going to happen. This and third. He was like, I hope so. I'm just not sure. And I was like, no, it's going to happen. Right. And look at God. Yeah. Talking yeah. about manifestation. So I'm so happy to see you actually doing what you love to do. Amen. Why don't you do it? 
prayer hand emojis. <laughs> but I wanted to shift gears a little bit um, and talk to you about your personal life as far as where you're at right now. Do you do you feel like you're happy mm-hmm. at this point in your life? Yeah. Um, I think where I'm at in my life is realizing that that is a daily question. Mm. I used to feel like oh, there's this place you get to and everything's good and you're going to be happy every day. And it's this is the, like the promised land, right? And I'm realizing there is a place, but it's a daily journey. It's a daily um, set of tasks and habits that you have to instill. Um, I would say in a personal... I'm in the best personal space that I've been in in my life like mm. so to date, um, despite you know the things that have happened. But that's really just because I'm fostering good habits. I'm taking control of my mornings. That's changed my life. Um, like we were texting about this earlier, actually, mm-hmm. and you know, like even making it to the gym a couple mornings a week, uh, but being consistent about like journaling and eating yeah. breakfast and not interacting with people until I've done those things makes it so much easier to not be. Even going back to your lesson of the day, like to not being shifted by the sands or the winds, you know, like. People to do some wild shit. People are gonna say they're gonna talk crazy to you. That's how it's gonna go. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I not to say I'm in, uh, you know, invincible to those things, and not to say I don't get upset, but it's definitely a lot more even. I'm able to kind of stay in a a calm space and assess situations before reacting or being honest with people about like how I feel about a situation or right. little things like I'm not gonna make it to your event. Like I'm not gonna make it. I wish you the best. <laughs> I got something going on. Like it does. It's not a reflection of anything that we have going on or that of your events quality. It's just this is where I'm at right now. Or I can't get on the phone with you this week, bro. Like. That's not happening. And it's not personal. I think early in my life, I was so worried about, like, people being happy or people liking me or worrying mm. about whether or not, like, oh, does Mike fuck with me? Is he, he, he curved me. He didn't come to my event. Like, honestly, none of that matters. Yeah. You know? And I think that's where I'm at in life now is realizing that that is okay. And you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. There's days where, you know, the grief is overwhelming. There's days where you're stressed about work. And those are just days. They're not permanent. It's all temporary, you know. So that's that's kind of where I'm at personally and, like, the days I don't meditate or journal. You see the shift, huh? Yo, big time. Ooh. Big time. Child. Big time. And even talking about like your daily routine, it's a lot about discipline too, right? Most of this stuff is yeah. about re you're reprogramming your life yeah. in order to check a lot of unchecked habits that you've allowed to happen for so long. Yeah. But then also to be like, what are things that are, are, are stripping from my joy or taking from my joy or taking from my energy? And where can I kind of cut mm-hmm. from here and there there's like you know they say you know financial we need to cut things you know yep, cut yep. out things there's some like emotional mental spiritual right. like cutting you got to do in your life right. too when it comes to your habits and yep. your routine and so i think it's really important even you saying like okay i know my morning routine is if i don't I have to do these three things before i even enter into any virtual world as right. far as social media right. or tv or even just going out and interacting with people because when your mind is you got your mind right it's like oh it's yeah you like you like uh, me and jason made a joke it's like neo like you just like (laughs) miss me with that (laughs) but i appreciate what you've done too and your with your like um your dry months to kick off the year like that's that's something i think especially in new york we don't realize how much alcohol socializing all that just leaks away at your happiness. Like yeah. even even when it's around people you love, I don't think I've ever been like, oh man, I'm so happy. 
I went and got those drinks. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, <I've> never <laughs> food. Yes. Uh, catching like a movie or something or a show or some artsy shit. Sure. Even going to a party and not being that drunk, I've been like, oh, that was dope. That was I had a great time. But never have I been like, oh, I was so smacked. That was amazing. Not after like maybe 22. Like you know, like my body just can't even handle it the same way. Like, <laughs> right. So I, those you kind of made it very clear. Like you're cutting this out, and and it's. And I feel like you probably gained a lot of time, right? Like time. Back I gained day, a lot of time and clarity, and it really tested my willingness to or willfulness, whatever you call it, to like really go through this. Like, mm. how committed are you to this? And you know. What is the result that you're you're trying to get to? And I think for me, it was like, like you said, in New York, we drink so much. Like, that is a part of the, like, social thing. And I, I'm, like, January to June. And it's about that, like, New Year. I guess it's the wave. It's New Year. You're supposed mm-hmm. to attack the year, right? But for me, it's like, if I can start the first six months off with no outside uh, suppressants like mm. alcohol and all that other stuff mm. then I can really lock in on my goals yeah. because a lot of people are like I'm going to go to the gym and you see what happens in the gym that you first week that everybody in there that second week everybody third, fourth, fifth week people start falling off yeah. sixth now you know by the time March nobody's there right. so it's kind of like really fully committing and I think Will Smith in his um, the jump on YouTube that he did for his 50th birthday that idea of like you know, don't hesitate, commit, like commit fully to something and, and see it through because in the beginning it's terrible. He's like, you, that drop was terrible when he went down, but he's like, when he came back up, it was blissful. And I feel like going into, by the time I go into June, July, summer, I'm like, I can treat myself, but I'm not like, I need to go hand to make up for the drinks that I didn't have from January to June. Now I'm like, Girl, I can't. I ain't, I ain't got like that anymore. We old. <laughs> yeah, it's like, re- like yeah, the discipline. I think is huge. That that discipline. Still learning that. I mean, in every aspect of things, I think it's. But realizing it's a journey, right? Like, yeah, not, there is no. Like I said, there is no arrival. I think that's where a lot of like when you see friends that are perpetually unhappy or perpetually dealing with, you know, internal like a uh, strife or whatever have you it's cuz they think they're like waiting for something they're like expecting something to occur that's going to change their life and it's like mm. you kind of oh maybe there is something that's going to change your life but it's more about changing your perspective right cuz mm. i would i can definitely say losing my father was a catalyst to just be like oh shit like it's up to you bro <laughs> like what how are you going to how are you going to make this work uh for you um and make sure that the minutes you do have on this earth whether they're minutes or years that you you're happy about them and that you're you're proud of how you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with, you know, and you don't regret it. Yeah. And even in thinking about like life changes like that, the sudden the sudden loss of a parent or things that things that happen where it's just like I know I had my health scare, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, none of this shit really matters. Yeah. I was like stressing yeah. and then it's like yeah. No, you start to get this perspective where it's like, what, like you said, what type of life do you want to live, mm-hmm. right? If you only have this amount of time, how do you want to spend it? What type of impact do you want to make on this world? How do you want to inspire others? What do you want to do with the time that you have versus like complaining about the time you don't have? Right. It's like that, yeah. that balance right. there. 
And speaking about balance, I think this is a critical moment to take a pause and discuss this week's sponsor. Mike and I assessed a lot about how we fuel our bodies, how we exercise, how much sleep we're getting, and just what we're cutting out of our lives in order to add more into our lives. And so why don't we care more about the products that we apply to our skin? Folane is a clean beauty retailer with the curated selection of the highest performing, safest, and 100% non-toxic products. One of their lines that I love is that I like my products like I like my people non-toxic. And I think that is a point that me and Mike were talking about in the beginning of this episode about really detoxifying things in our lives in order to produce more out of our lives in the time that we have on this earth. And so a favorite of mine and a Folane fan favorite is the Clean Essentials Kit. It's the perfect getaway for anyone looking to explore clean beauty and majorly detoxify their daily routine. It's 100% non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free and suitable for all skin types. This kit is completely safe to use during pregnancy. So if you're planning to start a family or you're currently pregnant, this is a good product to have in your back pocket. So what's inside the kit is that it has travel sizes of four everyday non-toxic skin essentials and their limited edition travel pouch. So it's TSA approved products and it's perfect for holiday travel. So if you're planning to go out of town for Thanksgiving next week or for um, Christmas in December, this is a great product to have. The four essentials are the cleanser, OC Ocean Cleanser, Sea Minerals, plus Algae Detoxify Skin, the toner, Indy Lee COQ10 Toner, balances your pH and preps skin for moisturizer. The moisturizer, Ursa Major Golden Hour Recovery Cream, it's lightweight hydration and smells amazing. And the soap, that's a bonus. The Folane Refillable Hand and Body Soap, Everywhere Soap, great for travel. And guys, let me tell you, before I start to have this conversation with Mike today, I cleaned my skin because I wanted to be clean, detoxified, non-toxic when I came into this conversation. And my skin felt lightweight. It felt like it was glowing. It felt like it was ready to have this fearless chat especially when we're talking about um, the loss of a parent and really getting back to who you are and being fearless in your pursuit of happiness. And so Folane has offered my listeners this week for only $22. That's over 50% off. Try the Clean Essentials Kit today. Go to F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com backslash Fearless Kia to try the kit and enter promo code Fearless Kia at checkout for free shipping. Again, that's F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com backslash Fearless Kia to try the kit and enter promo code FearlessKia at checkout for free shipping. Folane, thank you so much for offering this to our listeners, particularly when we're talking about cutting things out of our lives and making sure that we have clean and clear daily routines as well as clean and clear skin in order to live our best lives and be fearless. And so I want to jump back into the conversation with Mike to talk about the loss of a parent and how that's changed his health routine. I've suffering like the loss of your, your father. Has that put a spike? Has that yeah, has that put a spike kind of in you to be more conscientious about your health mm-hmm. and about like taking care of yourself fully? And how do you take care of yeah. yourself? Um, it definitely. So you know, as he was um, like sick and in the hospital and things, I was really a, about his grocery store habits and things like that. So for context, he had um, heart disease. He had had high blood pressure had suffered a, a heart attack and, like, a ruptured aorta 
And so it was crucial to keep his blood pressure down, crucial to eat healthy. Yeah. Um, so even that act of going with him to the grocery store a few times, he still lives on his own. You know, going to the grocery store with him and be like, nah, get the salmon, don't get the ribs, get the brown rice, don't get the white. Like, that was like, well, shit, if you telling him that, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> so like, you know, what are you doing? And I, and I, a lot of people could easily just be like, oh, that's, you know, he's, he's 50 something. He just had a scare. Like that's, that's his responsibility. But I kind of took it upon myself, you know, to start eating a little bit healthier. And then when he passed away, I really was like, all right, I'm not, I just stopped eating meat. I had, I had, Same. I had gone on a, on a, a, a retreat, actually a Buddhist retreat out in Rockaway beach in Queens. They do them quite often. Um, and it's a vet, it's vet, it's vegan the whole weekend. And, I went right after he had passed away. My mom suggested it, actually, at the time. And I was tripping. I was like, yo, I'm going to be so hungry. Like, the whole week, I was like, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be crying. They're going to kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this shit is going to be terrible. And I went, and I wasn't hungry once. Obviously, part of the practice and part of the practice is, you know, being mindful of what you have and being grateful for what you have. So you're never really in a position where you're like, oh, man, I wish I had some chips. Or, you know, you're just not in that mind space. So I was like, you know what? I could I could probably cut out meat. I still eat fish. Um, but that's something that I've... Uh, changed. I still think there's way more room for me to improve my diet still because just given a lot of times, especially when you're eating out, seafood options, a lot of them are fried and mm-hmm. that's not really solving the issue. Um, but in, aside from that, um, as I mentioned, you know, I did start working with a trainer. It's just that blink, like 30 minute sessions, but it's just enough to make sure I go. Because if I have somebody there like, yo, 6.30 tomorrow, 7 o'clock tomorrow, I'm not going to curve them. Because that's, right, one, cause it's that's money out of my pocket and it's their time. Mm-hmm. I say I haven't curved them. Sorry, Aaron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it happens way less than it would if it was just me. Um, and and honestly, just the mental health. Like I think at first it kind of made me want to work harder, you know, and make me want to mm-hmm. do more. But now I'm kind of like, are you happy? Like you said, are you happy? Are you in a good peace of mind? Like. I have definitely left work and taken walks when I probably could have been answering somebody's email or whatever. But really, like you said, none of that shit matters. It doesn't matter in the long run. If I'm not in a space to be, have a clear mind or really have a, a peace of mind, then what what am I here for? You know, yeah. we could I could answer emails until I'm blue in the face or whatever, blue in the fingers, so to speak. And you're gonna be in the same position tomorrow. You're gonna get another hundred emails. <laughs> so That's true. you know, it's like same thing with Instagram. It's never ending. It's just a scroll. It's just never ending. And I think we get really caught up in all that stuff. So um, yeah, he, it, him passing has changed my eating habits. It's changed, you know, uh, my my relationship with like spirituality and the spiritual world. I'm constantly looking for signs from him and um, just that energy and and it and it's made me take better care of the relationship I do have currently you know it's made mm-hmm. me value uh time with loved ones way more wow. because um it's just the reality like they could be gone tomorrow whether they're sick or not that's the other thing we get caught up like oh like I'm mid midlife crisis quarter life crisis like bro you could be end of life crisis tomorrow yes you don't know <laughs> you that's know true. and it's and it's not dark it's not more but it's just the reality it's a human condition like we're all going to die that's just what it is um, so if you're going to spend your time here, are you going to enjoy it? You know, that's how that's it's really put me in that space, which is dope. Yeah. It's sad, but it's it's reality, you know. And you've been able to first of all, you have a beautiful girlfriend who uh, has a culinary. I want to say she certified yeah, she, now. Yeah, she's certified. She's certified she a uh, degree. Come on. From, so uh, Italian Culinary Institute. Yeah. So she's helping with the. 
the the I'm sure the diet and the switching yeah. the changes that you made Even in your she life. Can, she cooked late nights for me too, so that's like not the best, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> It's a process. Remember, mad. everything is a mad. process. We go take what you can get. <laughs> Let's, you know, it's the process, but baby steps. That's yes, what I say. Yes. Baby steps. But um, speaking of that and enjoying life, how has it been to be able to enjoy your life so far and and having that partner um, oh, with you? Yeah, um, Danielle's hold me down for so long. And it's not like hold me down in like the classic like baby boy syndrome. It's really that situation where you you wake up and look at somebody and you know that they want the best for you and they want you to be the best you, you mm-hmm. know? And that's something that um, I'm learning to not take for granted. And I think that uh, I you can't really put into words what that means, right? Like, especially the way I've described like losing my pops, it's like having a stool with three legs and you lose a leg of the stool. And then it's now it's just like my mother and Danielle. In terms of people that you're waking up and you're thinking about every day, people that you're you know, something good happens. Like, yes, I have my best friend, Anthony. I have close friends. Um, and, but there's those those three stools, you know, and now with two of them, it makes it way clearer, um, like, who's riding for you, who's supporting you. Um, so having that partner, is just, it's made, it makes you, one, realize how much, how important communication is, too. Like, mm. when when there are arguments or disagreements, it usually roots back to, like, a lack of communication. And that's something that I think is, um, just as adults and because we're so distracted all the time it makes you super intentional now it's like okay i might just pick up the phone like instead of trying to text you text you back coordinate things let's just hop on the phone and clarify this because we both have our best intentions in mind we're not re- we're not on purpose trying to be like you know uh difficult about yeah. things you know but um having that partner makes the situations outside of the two of us a lot easier to deal with too because yeah. you know you have somebody who has your like I said your best interests at heart and also wants you to be the best you. You have somebody who's gonna proofread that application at two thirty in the morning before you have to send it for a deadline, or you know um, cook for you, help you pack, take trips together, things of that nature, and it's it's invaluable. I would you know I couldn't I wouldn't trade her or it for the world. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's even speaking about just like. Uh, not just even having a partner, talking about that space, right, that y'all cultivate for one another. You now um, live with one another. So important is your environmental space play a part on not just your that relationship, but you as individuals as well and what yeah. you bring to the relationship. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and say all the interior design is her. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though I was supposed to. Now, um, space is everything. Um like one not having a roommate but having a partner is way different it's my first time living with somebody also um and it's definitely was it still still is like a learning experience but i would say that like having peace it is a whole level another level of peace you don't have to like get dressed to go to living room you know what i mean it's only y'all two in the house you're you're free you're comfortable um and you don't even realize how much of a mini stress that is when you when you do live with somebody where you're like Oh, is, are they even home? Like worrying who's home, who's not home. Like it, it's like a whole layer of things that I just don't worry about anymore. And then when the apartment is in its best shape, um, it's like wow. I'm like I've come a long way. We've come a long way. You know, I remember sleeping in my, in my bedroom and my mom's crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like like you know, or uh, when I rented a room from in front of the family, and it's just like wow, we've come along. Seeing how you Yeah, seeing how we've progressed and grown. And having, having plants and fucking art and books and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
okay, so this is a, this is we're on our way to adulthood. Oh wait, we are adults. Okay, like this is cool, and it's like it calms you down a little bit too, because it's yeah. kind of back to that. Oh, I want this, or we should have that. You're like, well, when I sit down and look around, I have all the things I used to say I wanted in my house or in my home. Like, I have one, the art is from people I know, which is dope. But then, too, it's like you have a book collection. Now you have a shared book collection. And that was a moment. She's like, I'm about to mix our books and, like, make them, like, work together. You know? Like, there's yeah. no going back. Were you ever afraid <laughs> no about that? Back. Were you ever afraid yeah. about that transition, too? Were you, um, were you ever afraid, like, uh, I mean, take, I, you know? Yeah, I think afraid in the same way that, like, you're afraid of anything that you know is really probably inherently good for you. Like, you're, you're like, oh, shit, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm, I'm not eating meat no more. Oh, shit, I'm going to move with my girl. And it's like... Okay, and in a week, two weeks, weeks later, you're like, "What was I afraid of?" You know? Yeah. Um, it's one of those situations, but I, I mean, I still think sometimes I'm like, I'm like, "Wow!" Like we share a book collection. That's kind of crazy. Like it's like I was like, "I'm a whole adult." Like, I'm, a whole adult. <laughs> I'm a whole adult. Like what happened? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's like it's like boyhood fear. It's not real fear. It's not like it's not like something that you should actually be afraid of. It's like shit that you. You think it's cool to be afraid of, like, oh, bro, I'm about to move in my shirt. Like, okay, bro. I know, like, but get over, get over that boy here, I feel like that boyhood fear is so, like, still, like, a thing amongst yeah. men. Like, yeah. where it's, like, the that fear of commitment or the fear yeah. of this or the fear of those things. And it's kind of, like, even you just saying, like, it's the fear of things that you already, that you know that's good for you. Right. You just, like, right. I don't like, feel eat like. Eat your vegetables, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Like, people don't like you know particularly men it's kind of like I don't know if it was I think this goes back to my statement with Will Smith but like the thing about like you could be like literally robbing yourself of your own joy by not are. a lot of times we are though you, by the fear of yeah. not wanting to cross that threshold yeah. a lot of times we are though it's like and and a lot of times it's what what sounds cool right and it goes back to this whole social media thing right like it's like you know what? What sounds cool? You know, or even being so. I was out on Saturday, Friday night, and uh, one of my boys is in town from Toronto, and it was getting late. It was like one fifteen, and we at the bar. I had we had first Saturday. It was Saturday night because it was first Saturday. We had I had been drinking all day. I was lit, and I'm like, we're still at the bar. They're talking about going to another spot. I'm like, bro, I'm about to go home. <laughs> I had Danielle like, yo, do you want anything for takeout like from this bar? And she's like, no, come home. I'll cook. I was like, see, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, y'all like, playing. But even in that moment, right, like, there's this ego that comes up, like, I'm not going home. Like, I'm about to, I'm staying out. I'm with the boys. It's like, bro, you've been out all day. Take your ass home. You know? And it's, and it is, I feel like maybe a few years ago, I might have stayed out. But it's what you know that you don't actually want, you don't actually even want to stay out. Like, who doesn't want to go home and cuddle with their loved one, eat grits and chill? Like, what? I'm out of here. So even realizing that and the value, the value the like, like what do you actually want to do? How do you want to spend your time? Um, and it's like we're gonna go out again. I'll be out again. Like, do I, is it worth the argument too? Probably not. <laughs> like, like, it's probably not worth the argument. But it also you even just spoke to about being intentional with your time. Yeah. It's so hard to be intentional with your time in a city like this where everybody wants a piece of you. Wow. Or you want to be you know and millions of things all at the same time how can how do you get a grasp of being intentional intentional with your time or is yeah. that something that you learn through experience yeah um it is it's very interesting uh because you hit on something that really i've been struggling with a lot especially in the come like the past weeks about feeling like people want a piece of you or like 
everybody, especially in New York, um, where it's hard. You know, like growing up here, I've seen it, but it's hard. It's not people come here, move here all the time, and take their ass right back to their hometown. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> like all the time. Um, and I think I, something I still struggle with is just finding time to not be accessible to. Like it's okay. Like I have friends that I text, and if they don't text me back, most people I don't take it personally. But for some reason, I always feel like I need to hit people back, and I'm just now starting to like let go of that. If it's really urgent, one call me. Two. If that doesn't work, then, like, I apologize, <laughs> you know? And, like, that's that's it. Like, I can't internalize that. But um, I'm starting to be intentional with my time. Um, so, shameless plug, I do like having this texting service where, so if somebody invites me to something, I can't make it or it's not in my best interest to go. And it makes sense for our, like, content calendar. I can still show love to the event and invite other people to this event and put it on other people's radar um, so that's really helped because I used to, like I said, there's a social anxiety where like, oh, you want to go to this? You want to go to that? Somebody wants to show you, show love. And it's just, it's literally impossible. I think everybody has a show. Everybody has, uh, an album release. Everybody has, uh, whatever, whatever it is. And a party, a mixer, a blog launch. That's never going to stop in New York. I feel like what, even in different age groups, like people are always launching shit, always want your support. So just trying to manage that is a challenge, I think, and still learning mm-hmm. through experience, like you said. Yeah, it's a day-by-day thing. I mean, I've even dealt with that as well. And not putting that pressure on yourself as well to feel like this person is going to feel some type of way if you don't. Like, right. life happens, things happen. And if me showing up is the only way to support you, then you then you probably got to re-examine yeah, that you know, situation. Yeah, exactly. You got to re-examine that you exactly. know, relationship there. But... um. I did want to ask you what, with everything going on, and now that you're in a, you're at a happy place in your life, what keeps you motivated? Um, what keeps you motivated to keep you know thriving and pursuing your your dreams, and what makes you happy? Yeah, um, it's kind of backwards because like I'm no longer I don't I'm not seeking any sort of motivation. I think for a while. You know, a lot of us, like, look for quotes, or we look for this, and we, like, I'm at a place where I'm, my, most of my energy is now focused to reminding myself that I'm on the right path, you know, and that everything's cool. So, what's keeping me motivated is knowing that I'm walking in ordered steps, and it's kind of out of my hands, so to speak, Mm -hmm. that I don't need to put this immense pressure on myself to, like, do, do, do. I think a lot of my friends, even, were, like, type A, kind of want to make shit happen, but I'm in a situation now, I'm looking to be in a situation where I'm not the one setting the plan all the time or the one coming up with, you know, like, hey, Mike, Ooh. what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to just chill more. I want more time to chill. I started painting recently. Um, my pops left behind. I saw that. Uh, he left behind a ton of, like, watercolors and oil pastels and a couple of sketchbooks and stuff. And, I'm you know, there's times where I probably would have been on the computer or on a call or whatever and... Or even out or at an event, whatever have you. And um, I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm going to just sit down. I'm going to sit my ass down and just relax and paint. And so, like, doing... But doing that motivates me because it lets me know that there's more to this. There's more to this. We, If you do this for the rest of your life, you, you never know where you might end up. You might be a poet in, like, the woods somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so, like, motivation is going to look way different than... You um, might sell your own piece of artwork. Perhaps. Crap, you know, the sky's the limit. You know I mean? If y'all seen the post, you know, hit me up, and make the best offer. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I'm just uh, saying, it's possible. Know, Anything you is really possible. Don't know, but um, I would say 
it's I'm more motivated to find that happiness every day. I couldn't even tell you like, oh, I'm in a happy place. I'm just in a space where I know where I can find happy or how to s- unveil happiness in myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm motivated to make sure I do that every day to yeah. make sure I have time for stillness. Uh, shout out Jason Moa, still life. That's our, that's our little hashtag. Make sure, <laughs> remind people to, to sit still and meditate. Um, but even just journaling has been more prevalent in my life. And that is something that motivates me is like, Reflecting on my own growth, yeah, and looking at like what I'm grateful for on a daily basis. Wait, just take a step back. Talking about stillness, like it mm-hmm. is very hard for people to sit still. It's crazy. Sit still in your own thoughts is a hard thing to do, it, it, and then it, to focus at those thoughts. It fucks you up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I gotta be like, well, let me take yeah. a step back about that. It fucks this. you up. Like, yeah, I got introduced to meditation actually. Um, at one of the agency jobs, mm. uh, Andre used to run mindful sessions like with the whoever wanted to, like every Monday, I think, and like Monday, like five, 30 minutes. He would just sit, he would do a little guided meditation, and then he would sit down. And I went to that at least a handful of times, and I was, I never felt better <laughs> than when I did that. And then he put me on to binaural meditation. It plays like subliminal track, like you listen to the music, but it has like subliminal meditation and affirmations under it. And I would started doing that like on my commute into the city. Mm. So it changed my commute into the city, and it kind of made that time found time. It was actually a much more peaceful um, journey into into Manhattan or whatever. And from there, I kept doing that, and then I did a couple of Buddhist retreats, and now. Uh, Jason has put me on to uh, the Muse headband and like other other um, methods of meditation. But yeah, it's, the first time I went to a retreat, it was it's a silent retreat. You're not talking. I was bugging out like in my own head. I was like, "What is this? Like, what am I? What is this thing I'm tussling with? What is?" And then you end up breaking down a lot of your own um, like worries and and anxieties and fears, and, fears, and mm-hmm. you really sit with those things. And uh, it is hard. I can imagine why people don't want to do it, you know, like or why it's really easy to get uncomfortable and like want to get up or not sit there or think about something else. But after you get through it and keep doing it, um, I just I'm just excited to keep practicing, you know, which is dope. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'm so happy that you found this new these new practices that help you remain, you know, grounded and yeah. at peace. Right? I think everybody is striving for peace, not just happiness, but peace. Yeah. Peace of mind, peace in general, stillness, calmness. Um, I also wanted to, you know, kind of close off the session, our, our chat, and ask you. I know that your deepest fear was about like not living up to your this full potential that you feel that your parents have brought. They 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 dealt with a lot to bring you into this world, and so how do you envision? This may be a loaded question, but how do you envision leaving your mark on this world? Yeah. Um, I would, you know, I think without building it up to something really grand, I would want people to, you know, think of me. Like, if they think of the most creative people they know, I want to have some hand, whether it's your, whether you're actually getting um, credit, so to speak, for it or not. Even if it's just that person knowing that I was instrumental in, you know, in some moment of their life where they thought they shouldn't be doing this or thought they couldn't release that album or make that painting. Like they know that like, yo, me working with Mike changed my perspective on Mm -hmm. that or he pushed me to be a better creative. And if I can do that for, you know, even a handful of people, I think I've done the right thing. Um, And that's one mark. And I also really am in in the museum now focused on like, how do I influence the next generation of like us's, right? You know, like 
we didn't have necessarily the right or we did but we didn't know where they were the right people to like talk to or like look for right. or like felt like this path wasn't something that because it is your own path um but i want to show people that you have to chart your own path and and work with as many you know kids and and give them that that kind of torch to like chart their own path as well um so that's where i would want to leave my mark is is like giving people that light um that I felt like, not say I didn't have, like I said, you didn't necessarily know where to find, find it. it yeah. Or you didn't even know to even ask. You didn't even right. know where to that look. That wasn't like, like a thing when they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. That was just wasn't. Like, even to be black in an advertising is one, that's a one anomaly in itself. So yeah. you want to you do advertising and pivot out of advertising and to do some other weird shit? Like, sure, go ahead. Give it a shot. You know, like just to be that voice for somebody. I yeah. It's important. Absolutely. So I usually close off the episode with a quote before I get into the quote quote is usually tied to the fear I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast it's an amazing my first Bucknellian on the podcast people are going to be like y'all Bucknell okay y'all it's not it's not Google it it's not an HBCU it's not a temple it's the opposite of HBCU you know but I hosted some this week actually I'll tell you about that okay but just you know, proud to have that alumni support, right? And and to be doing this, right? And to see us grow. Like, we literally have been literally. neighbors. Right. We have been on the same campus. Right. And, like, gross. Yes. Um, blessings. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Thank God for everybody. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> for everybody's um, sake. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank God we have grown. Um, but... The quote that I want to end off is anonymous, and it reads this. Your life is your message to the world. Make sure it's inspiring. Again, your life is your message to the world. Make sure it's inspiring. So on that note, I will leave you guys to your weekend. Hope that this helps you go into the weekend if you're working on a project or if you're just trying to recenter yourself i'm hoping that this episode helps you and without you know further ado i'm wishing you guys love light and many a blessings it's your girl fearless kia and we out later <laughs>